Welcome to the Geek Explorer Off-Topic Debrief. I'm John Williams. And I'm Ben Robinson, and we're here to jibber-jabber to you about some stuff we read. Yes, or saw, or heard. Yeah, or felt? Yeah, smelled? Ugh, I, I don't know. I don't I, have any news on the uh, on the olfactory uh, front. Olfactory, is that nose? That is nose. Okay. Yep, that is correct. Yes! Nailed it. Um, okay, so these last two weeks have not been very uh, generous with their news for at least on my end how about you um i i mean i got the the requisite amount of stuff that i i generally get i think okay um, but uh I, nothing was really big like there wasn't any like you know uh groundbreaking news yeah a new wolverine was not cast for the mcu no <laughs> Um, I'm sure some movie dates got pushed back again, but I'm so fucking sick of that. I saw some, some YouTube headline where it was like, Wonder Woman holding firm to Christmas release date. And I'm like, yeah, fucking right. Like what the fuck kind of article is this? Like, you're really going to like, is, is news that slow that that's going to be your big eyeball grabbing headline on Facebook? I mean, maybe probably. Yeah. Uh, Well, because the way things are trending right now. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't count on that happening. Yeah, because the the article headline, like if it wanted to be accurate, it w- it would say Wonder Woman holding on to Christmas release date dot 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 for now. Yeah, because <laughs> they've got nothing else they can do unless they want to release it on HBO Max. Yeah, which oh, I guess I should have put that on on my on my notes. <laughs> I mean that that it's just a rumor right now, but rumor is that they're going to release it in uh, January in whatever theaters are open and then give it a month and then put it on HBO Max for the premium rental thing. Get what money they can. Yeah. Worldwide, there's a number of theaters open. So like they they might do something with that. I mean, the, the theaters are pretty starved for content. So if you're someone who wants to to brave the movie theater experience, you might appreciate Wonder Woman being out. Yeah, I think maybe they they might have seen what Tenet did, which I don't have the actual number, but I feel like it did like a hundred mil or something like that. I, it did decently internationally, but did pretty piss poor in the states. Yeah, we're not we're not big for movies right now. Our big markets are still shut down by yeah. by COVID. Or our big market areas, um, but maybe with that and rental uh, speculation on Tenet, they uh, they might see that it's that it's a viable option at that point you know get some theater bucks where they can because the movie's made it's just sitting around gathering dust digital dust probably yeah i probably i mean i don't even know what the theater situation is in sacramento right now or the the outlying areas but yeah i don't know i went to that i went to see the new mutants of all fucking things a while ago but it's at a theater that is now closed yeah yeah so i'm not sure what is actually showing movies now yeah, and I, w- I wouldn't want to go to the drive Like, I would rather rent it than see it at the drive-in. I'd yeah. rather rent it and watch it at home. I like the drive-ins, but I think it is better for, like, movies you've seen already and you kind of just want to hang out and have on while you're there and or movies for kids. Yeah. Where they can jump around and, you know, if they lose attention span, they're not dis- disrupting a bunch of people. Yeah, they're not disrupting me. Yeah. <laughs> Motherfuckers. Although it'd be just my luck. I'd go to a drive-in movie and I and actually want to watch the movie. And there'd be some like jackass in the in the car next door being all loud. Shut the fuck up. Yep. So uh but I as we were starting this and talking about slow news cycles for the past couple weeks, 
I was thinking, oh, fuck, John, you didn't even ask Ben how he's doing and what he's been up to. Because that's usually a part of our more casual uh, off-topic debrief show. So, John, what's up? How you been? See, um, I didn't forget. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Doing all right. Uh, My my sanity is uh, still intact. However, however worn down it may be, I'm going a little stir crazy, but, uh, no, yeah, things are all right. Yeah. We've, uh, we've been working hard at this, uh, this campaign that we'll talk about later. I'm sure. Oh yeah. Cause we, we, uh, we do. And, uh, sorry, everybody deal with it for actually, this will be the last off topic debrief, but wait, no, there'll be one more. Oh, there'll be one like right at the very end. We're yeah. like, we'll be begging you. <laughs> or we'll be toasting and be like, aha, we already funded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your loss. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm tired. Sound a little qualified there, but I'll take it for what it is. <laughs> well, you know, the, the, the kid had a birthday two weeks ago. Angelina had a birthday yesterday. So it's, it's just been a very very busy time all around work picked up so i'm uh i'm tired how are you i'm doing great yeah and, yeah i i slept in till noon today oh, i haven't fuck done that you. in a while it was fucking great oh this weekend kind of slowed down a hair for me because uh i didn't have a significant other with a birthday so uh i just kind of hung out and played video games most of the day yesterday uh painted I, like i rebuilt my closets and so i painted those and Got them ready, and then uh, played video games till 3 a.m., went to bed, woke up at noon. Great. Oh, that sounds amazing. The girls came in and woke me up at 10, and uh, I was a little grumpy. <laughs> but that that was sort of the deal we struck. I, I had a few weekends where I did, you know, just stay up super late and had a couple drinks and then slept in until, like, noon, and they're like, no, no, you're, you're not sleeping the day away. So I was like, all right, I'll, I'll get up at 10 on the weekends. Oh, fuck that. Sleep the day away. Mm. It's good for you. <laughs> so, uh, news, I guess, huh? Yeah, I guess. So let's see. Uh, I guess we were kind of on a movie track there. Um, I guess L- Lashana Lynch, the, uh, I think Naomi, is that her name? Uh, Nomi. N- Nomi? Yeah. In the new Bond picture. Yeah, in, in the new, uh, the new Bond movie confirmed with an interview with Harper's Bazaar that she will be uh 007 designated yeah in the new movie um i'm not entirely sure if uh if that goes beyond this movie or not like the the article that i was looking at kind of made it seem like it was like all right she's the new 007 but uh is that you know whether or not that goes beyond this film probably depends on how well it does when it comes out and how it's received if it comes out yeah <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. There, there were rumors for for some time now because she was definitely an agent of some kind. But the rumors were that you know James Bond was going to be um, not in the service anymore, having left with uh, whatever that girl was from the end of uh, Snow Swan. Was it Snot? Elizabeth, Elizabeth Swan? I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, the the rumors were that the movie was going to start with him no longer with MI6 and that there was going to be a new 007 agent because why not? You know, it's not like James Bond isn't the only one who can hold that designation. Yeah, they don't retire um, the numbers like they do in the NBA when when you're an MVP and shit. Yeah. Um but yeah, I'm I'm curious to see uh, what what that article said cuz I skimmed I skimmed an article. I'm not sure if it was the same one. 
to try to find some sort of like moving forward uh, thing. Cause I, I mean, they're already talking about casting in the new James Bond. Like I, I would be, yeah, I've seen stuff about that. Yeah. I, I, um, I don't see Lashana Lynch taking over the James Bond role in the franchise unless, I mean, I guess they could do two concurrent timelines or something, you know, I would love the idea of, of them doing a period piece with James Bond going back to the 60s. Yeah, that would be cool. The I mean, the timeline's already all kinds of fucking screwy with James Bond movies. <laughs> yeah. It's not like it makes sense as it is. I mean, Daniel Craig's pretty much gone through from his first mission with Casino Royale all the way through to him retiring. So when did all the other shit happen? Did it all happen? It, it like Is it just a... You know, is there really a, a cohesive canon in James Bond? Yeah, is there continuity? Not really. Yeah, the, the, you know, that's actually a big topic of discussion on the James Bonding podcast that I've never mentioned before. Um, you know, like one of them, one of them says like, yes, it's all canon. And the other one says, no, it's not. I think the only, the only cross canon thing, wait, there may have been two, but one was definitely with Roger Moore in one of his flicks. He leaves a flower at the grave of his wife who was murdered um in uh why am i spacing out fucking uh honor majesty's secret service which was a which was george lazenby's only one he gets married and she gets killed well lazenby's not gonna have like his own universe (laughs) the lazenverse (laughs) so he's got to piggyback off someone yeah but yeah daniel craig's james bond has definitely not had all of the other adventures yeah i don't imagine I don't know. I don't know what it is with uh, these days and and the male action heroes just not wanting to be that anymore. Like he he wants to not be James Bond and Batman doesn't want to be fucking Batman. Like no one uh, no one's taking their job seriously anymore. Yeah, no one it. enjoys their their revenge anymore. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> um, like they have a choice in the matter. Yeah, but yeah, Lashana Lynch, she is confirmed. Yeah, so I mean. I'd like to see this movie someday. Yeah. So hopefully that happens. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see where they go with it because if I, if I was thinking of like classic James Bond formula, it starts out, he's not in the service. She's the new 007. He gets pulled back in to help her. She dies. He's James Bond 007 again. But I don't know if they would want to waste the opportunity for, you know, like, like the, the cultural impact here. Well, and or waste the opportunity for a spinoff. Yeah. Because Hollywood fucking loves that shit now. Like the, with The Mandalorian, they're already talking about like f- four new shows with, you know, spun off from different characters. Yeah, I heard about it. Boba Fett. Yeah, Boba Fett. And uh, what's her name? The uh, something with a C. The, the Kara? Is yeah, that her name the, from the first season? The bounty hunter lady that he hires that, or not bounty, it's just like the, 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 the mercenary. Ex- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're talking about yeah, Gina Cara, Cara Vance. That, that sounds it? that sounds yeah correct. Talk about spinning a series off with her, you know, basically anyone they can because that's what Disney does. Yeah, because that's how money is made. Yes, yeah. So um, so yeah, it would be especially if it's like really well received. They'd be like, oh fuck, we killed her off, and we could have had a whole new franchise on our hands. Yeah, and that's that's what they're all looking for. So I bet they don't kill her off. No. I bet she's not James Bond, or she's not 007 by the end of the flick. That's that's my personal theory, because James Bond will be 007. Well, maybe we'll get to find out in 2022. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Speaking of uh, Mandalorian, this isn't a news thing, but 
Are you caught up with Mandalorian? No, I haven't seen episode three yet. Neither have I. And I've like when I was looking uh, on the internets for fodder for this episode, I had to like very quickly skip past a couple of shots, you know, stories about the Mandalorian. Like, nope, 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 nope. Don't want to see it. Yeah, fuck don't off. Know anything? I don't even want to see your screen grab because it'll give something away, like it did uh, for the first episode for me. Yeah, so I've seen little bits and pieces of stuff to come that uh, I need to watch this on, was it Thursday night when it comes out? Is it Thursday? Friday. Friday? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Yeah, we're, we we watched the first two episodes. I mean, I, I'm i not as excited this season as I was the first one. Yeah, hey, oh, by the way, fuck you. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because after watching the first one, you pointed out to me like, <laughs> like man, the visual effects don't seem like they're really, uh, they're like they're, they're that great. You pointed a few things out to me, and I was watching the second one. Did you see the second one? Yeah. Right? And, uh, yeah, fucking, I'm, like, picking stuff out, and I'm like, okay, that, like, the jetpack. Like, when the, when he sends the guy off on the jetpack yeah. and it, like, re-lands, the effect on the, like, the flames of the jetpack was fucking terrible. There was, there was, like, no splash lighting. It didn't affect the ground at all. It just, it looked fake as fuck. It looked really cheesy, <laughs> and, and I don't know if I would have noticed that had you not pointed it out to me. Hey, and now you just did it to everyone. Yeah, well, you know, misery loves company. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> I didn't notice as much in the second episode, but there were a couple moments where I just thought to myself, I was like, I wish I didn't know how this show was made. Like, I think, I think knowing how it's made made it worse for me because now I'm, I'm just looking for the seams, you know, like, like I, I can't help but go, Oh, that looks a little, Oh yeah. It's because this is how they made it. And you know, if they weren't doing it this way, it would, it would not be this bad. I mean, to their credit, they had practical banthas. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Like they, you know, they didn't CGI that shit. They had, you know, they built some banthas. That was fucking cool. I got to give them credit for that. Um, so, I mean, and like the crate dragon looked great. Like a lot of the stuff looked really good. It's just, there's little bits and pieces that, that it seems like, you know, whoever's doing the visual effects for the Mandalorian, whoever's in charge of that team, if I notice this shit, he fucking noticed this shit. And like, and they, he, you know, waved a hand and said, yep, that's good enough. Yep. And that's kind of frustrating. Yeah. And I mean, in the second episode, when, the, I mean, without giving away any spoilers, when they're in that, that cave, like there was still like practical set stuff that they had to run through, you know? So, so yeah. at least it, it's not all bullshit, but you know, every once in a while that, yeah, you just, you just see something that moves a little weird or, or like you said, lighting. I didn't even notice it on the, uh, on the, the jet pack. Well, it, it, yeah. It, like it, it lands on the ground and like, there's like a little miniature puff of dust or something comes up it's like man, that's a freaking rocket landing have you ever seen a rocket try and land or take off it's it, it makes a big fucking mess yeah i mean and i when I, when I was in animation school i wasn't good at 3d you know i i did uh i did my my projects just well enough to get by and in that first episode like there was a shot of the desert that looked straight up like some shitty desert thing that i did for one of my projects and i did a desert because it would be easy and because yeah, there's and, no trees, just yeah. dunes. Yeah, just some some lighting textures for on the on the the hills. So I don't know, man. They got they gotta get a handle on that shit. If you're riding on a speeder bike, your fucking hair and your fucking little bandana thing you have tied around your neck better be moving. You're moving fast. I see the background moving fast. There's wind. Yeah. yeah. Get a big ass fan and blow it on the, your actors. I I don't fucking understand that. 
Well, I, I think maybe they're taking for granted too much of what their set does, essentially. Like like the, the jet thing, it didn't seem to have like any real splash lighting like reflecting off of him. Maybe there was. I haven't gone back and rewatched it, but it just it seemed real flat and and didn't seem to affect the environment around it at all. And uh maybe that's because oh, yeah, all that stuff's handled by the set, except for that one thing, obviously, because they added it in in post. Yeah. So uh I, I, I don't know. Otherwise, story wise, I'm digging it so far. Um, you know, I'm so it's just that little nagging thing bugging me now yep. here and there. I feel like it's starting a little slow, but whatever. First one was I'll keep exactly, watching it. it. Had a lot of slow parts too. I mean, it's I know. I I felt like it. I mean, maybe it was just the excitement of there being a new TV show that kept me more riveted. But like, I want I want I don't know. It's yeah. It seems like a couple of disparate pieces right now. Hopefully it it becomes something more and some like I, I want to be more involved you know, it seems like there's just a couple of people hanging out for a while in each episode uh oh and i could do completely without amy sedaris's character yeah. and that entire sequence and those stupid droids um i'm glad he's off that that, he, that they're not on tatooine anymore yeah i'm fucking sick to death of her and her dumb droids <laughs> it was cool uh again there's not i mean no spoilers but it was cool seeing the uh moss eisley cantina yeah. But whatever. But then she had to go and ruin thing. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a space Western and Westerns aren't known for their breakneck pace. Yeah. So if you're not into Westerns, you're going to struggle with it at times. Yeah. Well, speaking of Westerns. Do you have something on Westerns? No, not at all. Oh, because I've got something on Star Wars. <laughs> okay. Speaking of Star Wars. <laughs> so yeah, uh, talking about Star Wars, the uh, the new... Star Wars Archives 99 through 05, I guess, put out by uh, Paul Duncan. I guess he was in, heavily involved in the production of the prequels. Um, a, a dude on Reddit named uh, BothanSpy89 uh, is uh, leaked like a, a picture of the, of like um, a note or something that's in it, uh, the detailed kind of George Lucas's original outline for his sequel trilogy that he gave to um, Disney. And 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 he's talked about that a little bit in the past with like the wills who are like the microbiotic creatures that like fiddle fuck with the the midichlorians mm-hmm. or whatever and um that that was part of his original idea and this gave a little bit more detail I mean it was like literally like two paragraphs it wasn't a whole lot of stuff but um basically what it came down to was uh, it would take place like three or four years after um, Return of the Jedi. Wow, right in Mando territory. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, basically the exact same time period there. So not far off in the future where Luke would be like trying to train up, um, kind of get the Jedi Order back into shape, you know, you know, trying to contact whoever survived uh, Order 66 and getting a bunch of new, um, you know, two and three year olds trained up in, uh, you know, in a Padawan. Some new younglings. Yeah. And so he's trying to rebuild that, uh, and Leia's trying to rebuild the the Republic, and 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 do that. And the main antagonist would be Darth fucking Maul with uh, robot legs, because he got cut in half. Uh, but and and his new like apprentice um, Darth Talon, who was like a, a Twi'lek lady. She was in the comics, but at like a totally different time period. Oh, okay like way in the future or something. And uh, so I guess bring her into this or 
maybe he had, he was he had that idea maybe before the comic came out and they used her over there. I don't know. But uh, but the cool thing about it is that it would basically be Darth Maul's like a crime syndicate boss. He's like a mob boss, essentially, kind of running running law, you know, over the lawless areas of the former empire. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, her struggle is is trying to take that back from him, trying to you know her and Luke defeating him. Oh, and, so and Darth bringing... Talon would be teaming up with Luke? No, Darth Talon would be is Darth Maul's apprentice. Oh, okay, so you're talking about Leia and Luke. Yes. Oh, yeah, okay. sorry. Yeah, Leia and Luke would, you know, basically them trying to bring law and order back to the galaxy and get rid of him, which I think would have been cool. Like, that's a new, unique spin on things. It's not, hey, look, here's an empire with Star Destroyers and, and stuff again, kind of like we got in this in the sequel trilogy we got, which was, you know, basically, let's rehash the same conflict again. This would be a, a new conflict. With I always thought Darth Maul was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I never liked him. Yeah, yeah. He 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 was too. Like I mean, I mean, and this is no fault of of Darth Maul, but but rather of George Lucas and the filmmakers that I'm not I'm not big on characters that seem just kind of flat and they're kind of cool for cool's sake. You know, like. Darth Maul's cool because we gave him spikety skin and spikeities on his head and he stays quiet and he's a badass. Like that to me is not, I mean, like, like that, that is a cool side character. Cool. I'm glad he died. You know, I, I, I didn't see a reason why he would need to keep going unless he just kept being somebody's badass, like assassin man. But I can't, I can't picture him being an actual like boss of something. He'd have to talk a lot more than he does. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I would have been interested in seeing it. Um, I mean, I think I might take him as a main villain more than Snoke or fucking Sidious again. Yeah. So <laughs> there's yeah. that. And he also basically is, you know, in the end, in the end of it, you know, Luke's kind of rebuilt the Jedi. They defeat him, of course. Spoilers. Yeah. And uh and and Leia kind of gets the republic back in order and she becomes the new like chancellor and uh and basically it, it, you know it would all imply that that she was the chosen one. Leia was the chosen oh, one. Oh, to bring not, balance to the force. Like she was the one that ended up bringing balance to the force. Yeah. So, uh I don't know. Not like we're going to see that. Yeah. But I mean, speaking of Star Wars, we're not going to see. I haven't finished it yet, but I finally started reading that script for uh, Colin Trevorrow's Episode Nine. We talked about it. Oh yeah, a long time ago. Um, I'm about halfway through. I printed the whole thing out. It's my. Uh, it, it sits in my little my little magazine rack next to my toilet. Uh, it's it's good reading material. Um, but honestly, like so far, like it's fucking good. Oh, like, it is so good. It's kind of what you say, like, it's crap, too. So, no, <laughs> we, I, like, we didn't miss out on anything. I mean, it could have been a shitty movie. Execution could have been shitty. But I mean, like, so far, we've got we've got, uh, uh, you know, a lot more Rose, which which it doesn't bother me that she wasn't in it. But she's actually playing an active role in this. And she has a purpose. You yeah, know, it like, has a reason for being there. Yeah. Um, there is there is a little like romance between Poe and Ray that that seems a little forced you know it's like okay yeah romance it's it's a guy and a girl um but ray is you know develop she's developed into a sort of jedi and uh fucking the knights of ren are fleshed out characters kylo ren is a fucking badass like it, it i i would love to have seen it 
Oh. Yeah, I'll, I'll finish it and report back. But and, and execution probably would have been good because the sequel trilogy's problem was not execution. They're very well produced. Yeah. They're beautiful. The, the problems I have it with that started with the scripts and the stories and the characters. Yep. So, well, that's poop. <laughs> so in other geek movie news, um, there was recently an, an interview with um, Bobby Herbeck, whose name isn't very familiar, but he was one of the screenwriters of the, uh, the 1990 Ninja Turtles movie. Um, the, the, the good one. Yeah. <laughs> and he was talking with, uh, with Slash Film. I believe it was Slash Film, unless they're just reporting on a different interview. Um, but somebody had posed the question to him. I'm, I'm paraphrasing at this point. I'm not reading the article. Um, that... You know, like, w- would you want to do another another live-action movie that takes place in the universe of the original three Ninja Turtles movies? And and he was like, yeah, absolutely. He's actually been trying to talk to um, uh, Steve Barron, the director, and Brian Henson of, of the Hensons, of the Jim Hensons. Um, and uh, he would love to get something off the ground, you know, using like the the technology that Brian Henson could do these days, you know, with the suits and the creature workshop. Um, but apparently uh, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg are developing a uh, CGI Ninja Turtles uh, movie. So the likelihood of it happening is low, but daydreaming, like, would you want to see that? I wouldn't mind seeing Practical Turtles again. Yeah. I mean, the Practical Turtles looked fucking great in the first one. Recently, I can't remember where or who it was, but someone was talking about how they thought the the turtles in the first one looked shitty. And I was, I, I couldn't agree more. Those They look fucking amazing. Maybe they you saw- couldn't agree more with who? With with my oh, face? Yeah. I couldn't, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't disagree more. Yeah. Because- uh, to the listener, I shook my head. No, like, like you, you don't, you don't need to be speaking to those kind, <laughs> kinds of people. And Ben, that's what Ben was agreeing with. Yes, no, those suits look fucking great. Yeah, maybe they just saw like that uh, Ninja Turtles rock show. And <laughs> we're confused. Yeah, I mean, and even the sequels, like, like they, they got progressively worse. And and I can understand if somebody just really can't get over the mouth movements not matching exactly. But holy fucking shit, like those suits, I, I'm still amazed when I watch those movies at, at how almost seamless those suits are. You know, like you really have to be looking like under the arms to catch anything. Yeah. Or there's like one shot at the end where you can kind of see the back of the neck seam. Oh, yeah. On uh, Raphael, I think it is. But And if, you know, the mouth movements don't match up, you know what? Have you ever heard of turtle talk? Maybe they move their mouth slightly different. It's <laughs> yeah. shaped a lot different than a human mouth. <laughs> Yeah, I I would I would kill to see another live action Turtles movie using those old suits and uh, as as their their starting point because th- those things are fucking gorgeous. I, I'd rather see that than another CGI one. Yeah, and what bothers me about the new CGI one is every time I see them mentioning it, they they throw out like. You know, uh, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg are working on a new Ninja Turtles movie that's going to concentrate more on the teenage aspect of it. It's like, what the fuck does that even mean? Like, are they going to be trying to make them like extreme cool dude teenager? Uh, They're going to be going turtles? to high school. Like, I mean, what is the like? Teenage was all just kind of like that. That's generally their attitude, but it's it's the least important of the moniker. Like, you know, out of the teenage mutant ninja turtles, the mutant ninja turtle part plays a much greater role. Yeah, because they're not going through anything normal teenagers go through, other than like arguing with Splinter over things. Yeah. 
I wonder if if in the new trilogy they were just too big and grotesque and adult looking. They're gonna make them look more like the the newer cartoons, where they're kind of skinny. <laughs> is that a thing? I haven't seen. Oh, well, I guess. What does an adult turtle man look like? I mean, really, guys, come on. <laughs> oh, they're gonna give him zits. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh. Zack Snyder, I guess, is doing a zombie movie called Army of the Dead. Zack who? Never heard of him. Yeah, some some guy. Some unknown director. Yeah, definitely not known in the geekosphere. Yeah, uh, it's it's going to be a Netflix original coming out next year. I guess they're working on it right now. They're filming it and stuff, so they're making it work. Uh, but there was an interview with uh, Garrett Delahunt, who is one of the leads in it. And he was talking about it. He, he was tr- being fairly coy, but... Uh, he did mention that, you know, that it's going to be different and that the zombies are going to be like fast and scary. And it's going to be it's a whole new spin, supposedly, on zombie movies. So I'm curious what that means, because just them being fast does not is not really that much of a change. Yeah. Yeah. They were fast in Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Right. So uh, I'm curious. Uh, he's got I mean, he's got zombie movie chops. I know he has a lot of appreciation for the genre. So, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm curious to see what he's going to bring to the table that's actually new, because there hasn't been a lot of new zombie stuff. Like it is very much uh, like we talked about a whole we talked a whole episode about it. Like yeah, it's, it's a very pretty well defined genre. <laughs> yeah, zombies are zombies. Like they they're it's not something like like superhero movies where like Marvel is taking superhero movies and making espionage thrillers or comedies you know like you can't you can't make a a uh, spy movie with zombies or i guess you could but it wouldn't be the zombies that are changing well and in this it kind of sounds like it's a heist movie it's like a crew and they need to go into somewhere in las vegas and pull off some sort of a heist but there's zombies everywhere holy shit why is this not the new fast and the furious <laughs> it, it might be <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, and, and I guess he's got, uh, he's, he's writing it, he's directing it. He's got full creative freedom from Netflix. So he, to do as he wishes. So it could be great. It could be not. I don't know. Yeah, but I, I'm I interested. Hope, I hope it goes well for him because he's, he's a director that's very polarizing. Like some people love him. Some people hate him. And I don't know how many chances he has to fuck up anymore. You know, like, like yeah. he, he's, he's gotten back in for his, uh, for his justice league thing, but if it just super tanks and, and everybody fucking hates it, he's not going to be able to touch superhero movies anymore. Well, unless people hate it to the degree where it will bring people in, you know, where, where it's like, Oh, Oh, any, any, uh, publicity is good publicity, but you know, I, yeah, I'm down to see it. Why not? I mean, and I never, ever hope for people well maybe not never ever there's probably a few people out there i hope for them to fail but generally i don't hope for anybody to fail so like i would love it to be a great movie that's my my goal not goal that's uh that's my Hopes. hope yeah. yeah is that it's a good flick so uh, i would like to throw out a little call to action to dan of the movie seller and willie and ginger of the uh the grand rapidians play video games podcast call us at 916 orc turd let us know what you think about uh about Zack Snyder going back into uh, zombie flicks, since we know you guys are fans of the genre. Do, Do it. it. <laughs> so in in 
news? I don't know. It happened back on October 1st, I guess, but I didn't hear about it then. Uh, some dick shit in New York just walked up and sucker, sucker punched Rick Moranis in the head. Oh, yeah, yeah, I heard about that. What the fuck? And I guess they, uh, over the weekend, uh, they caught a dude that they think did it. Yeah, it, w- it was on, uh, it was on video. Yeah. I saw that shit. That was fucking dumb. Yeah, just like walking down the street and just fucking punches Rick Moranis in the head. That's some bullshit. I missed that when it came around the first time, I was, but I caught it when, uh, I was talking about they caught some dude for it, so... Hopefully that's the guy and they fucking nail his ass to the wall. Yeah, what horse shit. Like, Rick Moranis spent the last, what, 20 years, like, holing up in Canada being being a family man. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna step back into acting. Goes to New York, gets fucking socked in the dome. Fuck that guy. Yeah. If, if, if he's the reason we don't get more Rick Moranis, I hope they fucking burn him alive. No shit. Imagine if Rick Moranis is just like, you know what? Not worth it. <laughs> you know, Sorry, Ryan Reynolds. I know I know you helped pull me out of retirement, but uh, fuck this. I'm leaving. Yeah. You want to be my personal bodyguard? Because I'm not getting socked in the head again. Bullshit. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking New York. And I'm assuming he had no idea it was Rick Moranis. Because it looked like he just walked up casually and was like, there's a dude. I'm going to punch him in the head. Yeah. I feel like punching somebody. Yeah. There's this, this small, old Dude. Yeah, he's like in his late 60s now, right? Yeah. Fucking dick. And he's move. not a large man. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the guy. If you're going to sucker punch someone and then just walk away, it's probably not the guy that's going to fight back. So yeah. you want to go for the small, weak old man and not, you know, like the big buff dude. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to punch, you know, in his prime Arnold in the head. Yeah. Or like by. even even like one of us. Like, I don't, I'm not an intimidating looking dude, but I'm not small. Yeah. So I I think that that goes a long way. So I I probably won't get sucker punched, but it's happened before. But that was when I was younger. So we'll see. Yeah, he was wearing an I Heart New York shirt. Was he really? Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> uh, the dude that punched him. Oh, okay. Fucking New York. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome I'll... to your New York, motherfucker. Punch him <laughs> right in the face. Hey, you know what? Speaking of motherfucker. I just, uh, I bought a graphic novel today that I have not started reading yet, but I'm excited. Um, it's called Dracula, comma, Motherfucker. That's a solid title. Yeah. I was just like, what the fuck is going on? I think, uh, I think maybe the U is like an asterisk or something like that, you know, oh, just, yeah. just to censor it. Um, but yeah, I was like, what the fuck is this? How have I never seen this? It's by, um, oh shit. I can't remember the, the writer's name, but the artist is Erica Henderson and the, the cover was gorgeous and it was all shrink wrapped. So I couldn't look inside, but is um, it like Samuel L. Jackson as Dracula? <laughs> no, but, um, but the, the story, the synopsis I read, um, it, it's like back in like 1889, Dracula's brides like staked him into his coffin and then now it's like 1974 or some shit. And, and this, uh, this lady's gonna, I don't know, take the stakes out. And there's like a photographer that's there named, named Quincy Harker. So he, he, he's some descendant of, uh, of the Harkers, you know, Jonathan Harker from the, from the original novel. So I don't know. We'll see. I'll report back. Interesting. But Dracula motherfucker. I was like, okay, I really wanted to get something at the comic shop, but, but I just, I had nothing in, on, in my head. Uh, yeah. I'm curious to hear where that one goes. <laughs> that's, a, that's an eye-grabbing title, if nothing else. Speaking of comic books, um, holy shit, DC Comics. The, the drama continues. So for a while now, DC's been going in a scary direction. First with, uh, with their trade-up of distributors and such, and then like 
I mean, at first, during the whole, like, COVID, Diamond was shut down and not not distributing comics, and they, they went with some other distributors. I was like, fuck yeah, let's get some DC comics. And then there was all sorts of talk about them branching out from, from comic shops and, you know, wanting to do more of the Walmart-type deals. And, um, and then there was the big uh, culling at DC where yeah. just, it was a fucking bloodbath and, and people got axed all over the place. Well, more recently, apparently there was another round of axings and even more rumors coming out that DC Comics is looking to more or less shut down its publishing division. This is all rumor right now, um, but it's it's been rumored from a lot of different people. I remember hearing about that a while ago, too, that, that they were considering like licensing characters to Marvel and just not producing material anymore yeah there was that rumor especially when when the uh that 5g event was sort of up in the air you know as soon as uh dan didio got knocked out of dc as one of the uh the publishers and then it fell uh strictly onto jim lee's shoulders um there were rumors that if that event failed they were going to shutter and um and they've since canceled 5g and sort of worked it into some other big event that's coming up called future state which actually looks pretty fucking cool i'm excited for it but a recent round of rumors including a a big spiel by ethan van skyver which don't come at me because i'm because i'm quoting ethan van skyver i know he's part of the fucking comic skate fucking bullshit but i i by by quoting him or his interview or not quoting him i guess paraphrasing his interview i am not going full support of fucking comic skate leave me alone um but he likes to blab a lot in his interviews so just paraphrasing it he's basically saying that that dc comics is dead that the publishing arm is going to be paring down to i think he said uh a maximum of like 12 books a month that are all oh, just going to be batman superman wonder woman justice league and then maybe, you know, peppering in some other characters as like backup stories, but that they're not fucking around. They're like, we are not going to put any money into publishing um, or, you know, taking any chances on characters, like only the ones that are going to have movies coming out. Oh, I think Suicide Squad was in there, too, because there's a movie coming out and that only the uh, the, you know, biggest name creators are going to be on those books. Only the shit you can sell at Walmart. Yeah. Like, like, no, no, no one's going to buy a, like a Lobo book at Walmart. No. <laughs> <laughs> and I missed the, uh, the actual article where uh, they, they had some, some new news about, uh, about the way they're structuring their business and their distribution, which fuck, I can't remember, but it, it, um, it basically implied that their last concern is comic shops. You know, it was backing up the whole, like, we're what trying to fuck? get into general retailers. They probably want to get into Barnes and Noble and uh, places like that, you know, get get their books in Walmart. Fuck yeah! So the the Ethan Van Scriber dude does he uh does he have like an inside track still? Like is he still working at DC? Or like does he like does he have a credible source for? I haven't seen his shit? work at DC for a while. He's been doing his his uh, Cyber Frog thing through Indiegogo for a little bit, and it made a shit ton of money. Um, but I mean, he was he was he may have been DC exclusive for like 15 years. Like the majority of his work was like green lantern. And I mean, he's, he's a really talented artist. You know, he, he worked at DC for a lot of years. So I don't imagine he is cut off from, from yeah, the information so from folks. Still. Yeah. That, that's, that's what his claims are. Like, I know people, this is what's happening. You can believe me or not, but we'll see when it happens. 
So question for you, John. So if DC does go, does go this way and says, you know, we're only going to publish 10 books a month and we're going to sell them at Walmart, uh, you know, fuck you, comic shops. Are you still going to buy comics from them? Are you still going to support them? Or would that, or would that be enough of a fuck you to their, their core, you know, their original core fan base that, uh, you'd fucking walk away? Cause there's a lot of other good comics out there. Yeah. Well, you know what, what's ironic about that is that I've noticed lately, like that the majority, like the vast majority of books I pick up are image, uh, boom, Oni, like, like independent or creator owned comics. It's really weird how little I buy from DC right now. Well, if they're not concerned about innovation or doing anything new other than just pumping out the fucking, you know. What's going to sell? The seven characters that they know, the world knows, doing, you know, the same old shit that they always do, then, uh, yeah, what, why that's not going to keep your interest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what 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 would really suck, I mean, the conundrum would be if if once they restructure and do this, all of a sudden they bring these top-tier creators and it it's a really exciting prospect, you know, that like it's, it could be some really, really good Superman material, which we haven't had in a few years. So I don't know. I'd be really torn. So, so hopefully they'd put out shit material. So then you wouldn't be conflicted. Yeah. I mean, but, <laughs> but all these, all these creators are going to be creating comic books. And if all of a sudden the model just shifts to where they're either at Marvel or they're making their own books at image. Okay. You know, like if, as long as that, as long as DC stopping that doesn't kill comic shops, you know what? Fuck you, DC. Do what you want, but at least I can still get comics. Yeah. Cool. But Fuck you, AT&T. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Because they, yeah, they, they, the other rumors there is that um, Jim Lee, who, who is, who's been sole publisher, apparently he hasn't been like active in the role. That, or at least that's what they're saying. That once that Dan DiDio was like the businessman and Jim Lee was the face. And like the exciting thing. And once it, it, it came down to Jim Lee as sole publisher, he's like, well, what the fuck? I don't want to do this job. So <laughs> word, word is the, the new, um, the new editor in chief Marie Javins doesn't even report to Jim Lee. She reports to some general manager they brought in from some other corporate bullshit fucking thing. And they're, they're like restructuring DC comics corporate, uh, with just like people from other corporations that are business people that have nothing to do with comics. Cause they just want to, they want to make money, which I get, but boy, they, they do not care about the comic book industry. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not that big. Nope. It's not like, making a lot of money. Yeah. It's not, it's not a big profit center for them, but I mean, somewhere they've got to recognize that like they wouldn't have the MCU if it wasn't for, you know, decades of quality content coming out in the comic pages. Well, I think that's that's their whole thing with the comic books they are going to publish and promote or license out to other people is that it's like, okay, we, we're going to put comics out when there's a movie that we need to get people excited about. Barf. Or we can sell comics based on a movie that got people excited. Sucks. Yeah. D DC Universe is big. They got a lot of cool stuff in there that is not Justice League. But, you know, like I said, lately, man, like... Non-superhero comics have been so much better than superhero comics. So, yeah, like I don't know. I don't. I don't have any any personal tie right now to Green Lantern. Yeah, I love the character, but I'm not reading it currently. So if they if if it went away, it wouldn't make the difference to me. It's just it's like a it's good to know that it's there. 
Yeah. <laughs> and and I, I love that people are reading them and loving them. So, yeah, I guess. I mean, you know, maybe, I guess on the flip side, maybe it would be healthy. I don't, I don't like the idea. It feels gross to me of like tying it into like, all right, we're going to come out with this movie. Now let's put out some comic books. Like, I don't, I don't like that. I, that yeah. feels icky, but the idea that, that characters don't need a 30 year run of their book, you know, that, that, you know, you can take a few years off, wait till you, you know, someone comes to you with a really good green lantern story mm-hmm. and then you go, okay, that's cool. Let's do that. Um, rather than just saying we have to have this book all the time so keep pumping it out regardless of whether or not it's any good yeah but uh, unfortunately that does not seem to be the place that they're coming from no no <laughs> with this at all so um and i guess one more note on comics uh that supports the whole dc thing is that dc stalwarts uh jeff johns and gary frank like jeff johns has done probably 98% of his entire career at DC comics. Like he was the chief creative officer for years. Um, and his, uh, his artist companion, Gary Frank, they've done, they did doomsday clock together. Most recently, they'd done the Batman earth one series. Um, they, they had a run on Superman. Um, they, they are apparently going over to image with a creator owned book called Geiger. So, you know, if, if big name creators are jumping ship for creator owned, it, it, could mean uh could mean something well yeah i mean if papa at&t's putting the squeeze on everybody and frankly image has got a pretty sweet deal yeah like and they're not going to turn someone like jeff johns away if he comes over and says hey i want to write a book for you guys they're gonna fucking do it dude yeah (laughs) and uh he gets to own the book and you know he gets to own his creation at that point yeah and jeff johns and gary frank like with the positions they've been in with dc they aren't hurting for money so they can take a few months off yeah. And still pay their bills and create something of their own, which once it's announced is just going to get pre-orders fucking out the ass. Yeah, will be in all the comic shops. Yeah, they're going to make a ton of money. And then Jeff Johns is all movie savvy, too, because he came up uh, in as Richard Donner's assistant. So, like, you know, he he can spin that. I'm sure he's thinking about about spinning that in for, for the sweet Hollywood paycheck. That's Yeah, that's where the real money is. Yeah. Yeah, well, good for them. Yeah. I hope it works out. And in uh, 2020 news, I guess we could call it, because it's shitty, uh, The uh, yet again, another death to, to talk about, uh, Alex Trebek uh, died of pancreatic cancer. Yeah, wasn't, wasn't exactly, uh, you know, it's not like nobody saw it coming, but it fucking happened, and it sucked. Yeah, he announced it, what, it was like a year ago or so on the yeah, show, that he had stage four pancreatic cancer. I mean, that's... That's generally pretty shitty, especially for someone of his age. Yeah. But uh, he continued hosting Jeopardy. I mean, I've been, you know, watching him and like he's, uh, he was there. He looked pretty good still. Like he didn't look like he was, you know, worn down by chemo or whatever. And uh, I heard an interview with him on NPR maybe three or four months ago because he, he just came out with a book, like an autobiography. And he was talking to him about it. And, uh, yeah, he sounded just as awesome as I thought he would. Really? Yeah, it was like, you know, like, I'm going to fight this, but, you know, I got to take it in. And I don't remember his exact words, but go look up the interview. It's a solid interview. I think it was on Morning Edition. But uh, but it, it, he's like, you know, you know, when you're younger, you fight stuff, you have things to do. But, you know, hey, I'm, I'm old. I've, I've lived a great life. I've got a wonderful family. You know, at some point, you know, it's, it's over and that's okay. 
and he'd totally kind of come to terms with it. It sounded like, and, uh, and in the interview, he taught me a new word. What's that? Avuncular. Avuncular. I feel like I've heard that word. Yeah. It means like an uncle. Oh, wow. That's not what I would have, uh, guessed, but yeah. Cause I, yeah, I was driving to work and, and he, you know, they were like, so what would the question be to who is Alex Trebek? And, and he said like, uh, you know, the avuncular host of one of America's most loved game shows and went on longer than that. And I was like, avuncular, what the f- what does that mean? Yeah. It means like an uncle. Interesting. I was like, yeah, I can dig that. He was America's uncle. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, oddly it, that hit me harder than I thought it was going to. And I heard he was dying. I was like, oh fuck. And then it was like, I was like legitimately sad about it. Yeah. Like, I, cause I've, I mean, he's been the host of Jeopardy pretty much our whole life. Yeah. All, I mean, but, all but like a couple years that we don't remember. Yeah, where I wasn't watching Jeopardy because yeah. I was two. Because uh, it was like 1984, I think, when, yeah. he started, when he became the host of Jeopardy. And I'm curious. I haven't heard if they're going to keep doing Jeopardy. And well, of course they're going to keep doing Jeopardy. I've I've heard who, I've who's heard going to uh, take over. I've heard George Stephanopoulos is gunning for it. Apparently he was oh. he was a big admirer of uh, of Alex Trebek and and he loves Jeopardy and he like I, I don't know I mean. Okay, I can see the network wanting to wanting to go with someone younger. No, they better not. I mean, well, not not like a fucking like Ryan Reynolds joke Jeopardy time, but but you know, some someone someone with a little more longevity. I don't know George Stephanopoulos, but then again, they're not gonna they're they're not gonna get another Alex Trebek. They don't need another thirty seven season guy. Yeah, they they need they need someone with with a certain amount of like like poise. Yes, and and gravitas. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and probably white hair. (laughs) or or a mustache yeah ease us into it here you know even if they only last three or four years and then you can bring in you know will ferrell and he can take over yeah as long as he's not doing his fucking alex trebek impression i i never cared for that but uh r.i.p mr jeopardy that was not planned and uh we're talking about i think our next episode we're gonna do on game shows like it seems like it's a good topic i love game shows yeah um, I've gotten lots of joy from game shows as well. So, uh, it, you know, kind of in honor of uh, Alex Trebek, we're going to be talking about game shows. So if you've got a favorite game show or a cool game show story, or if you've been on a game show, yeah, give us a call at 916-ORC-TURD and tell us about it because uh, I've always wanted to go on a game show, never done it. Yeah. Or you can uh, you can also write about your experience, uh, send it to email at geeksplorationpodcast.com. You can... Uh, send it to any of our social medias if you prefer that way. We've got so many ways for you for you to tell us about uh, about your ideas and thoughts on game shows. Um, Facebook Geek Exploration the podcast page, Instagram Geek Exploration podcast, Twitter Geek Explore Pod. Um, send those off. You'll have until uh, at least Friday. Send them send them by by Friday the twenty first, twentieth, twentieth. Yeah. Um, send them by then and it'll get on the show. Do it. Hey, and speaking of voicemails that get on the show, what? We got a voicemail. Fuck yes. And I haven't listened to it this time. So, uh, it could be anything. Have you read the transcript? I have not. All right. I just saw that it was there. So I'm just, I'm just going for it. I do know that it's from Trev Ah. uh, of the struggling artist podcast. Trev Allen. He's been good to us. Yeah. He's a good dude. Uh, here we go. John and Ben, Ben and John, this is Trev from The Struggling Artist. Um, I wanted to thank you guys again for coming on the show. 
and uh, I think we got a lot of uh, a lot of activity with that episode for the Kickstarter campaign for Space Oddities. So I just wanted to call up and uh, wish you guys the best of luck with the comic. I know it's going to be great. Um, and I, I want to thank you again for coming on the Struggling Artist Podcast and chopping it up with me. So um, I, I felt an orc turn coming on, so I figured I'd give you guys a call. <laughs> uh, so Ben and John, John and Ben, you guys take care. Keep doing what you're doing, creating art, and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, look at that fucking Trev coming in with the segue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much, Trev. We we appreciate it. We loved coming on your show. And uh and I, I sent I sent him a message too, I think through our through the Kickstarter page, you know, just like he's he's a great interviewer. Yeah. Like he is, like yeah. it was never slow like like the I don't I don't know how much how much uh actual like cutting of what we were saying went into that but but like the the conversation just flowed naturally yeah there was no like awkward pauses or like oh okay what are we uh what are we doing now no yeah he, he just kind of kept shit flowing and feeling natural and like a conversation he's he's good at what he does but uh he spoke of this comic book what yeah, do you know anything about that yeah uh if this is your first time you're in luck because this is the first time you've had to sit through our spiel. Um, for all of our loyal listeners, sorry uh, that you got to listen to it again. But we currently have a Kickstarter campaign going on through December 3rd. Yes, sir. And um, it is for Space Oddities, number one, the brainchild of your uh, two hosts here. Um, we have created a comic book that is, um, I'm so sick of saying a little bit Indiana Jones, a little bit a uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, but that is the elevator pitch. That's the one sentence uh, set up for it. So it's a space adventure with, uh, with some heart and some fun and some lasers and spaceships and butt stuff. <laughs> Oh, that's going to sell it right there. Yeah, we, we, I mean, no, <laughs> not actual graphic butt stuff, but... Uh, butt stuff is mentioned, though. Yeah. That is fair. <laughs> um, so, yeah, as of right now, we've got, as of the recording of this, at least, we've got 17 days to go, um, and uh, we've currently got 52 backers, and we're sitting Oh, at, we got a 52nd? Yeah. All right. That happened... Just while we were recording then. They must have heard us and felt it. But uh, yeah, we're 72% funded with 72 days to go. So we just 17 do... days to go. Seven, yes. What did I say? It sounded 70, like you said 72, 72 days, days to go the second days, time around. <laughs> yes, 17 days to go. Um, so it's it's doing really well. We're very happy and proud of it. Um, and uh, we just need to kind of push it over the line. So we're yeah. going to keep talking about it. The only way you can get us to shut up is wait or back it. And, uh, cause once it's successfully backed, we'll just be too euphoric to, uh, to feel like we need to prattle on about it as much as we do now. Yeah. And for those who, who have never backed something on Kickstarter, in fact, I've seen a lot of, uh, fucking people pledging that this is their first yeah. time they backed anything. And, and we super appreciate that. Um, Kickstarter is not just a charity donation thing. You're getting something for this. You're investing in the product. Um, you'll, you'll, you know, we have various reward tiers, but at the very least, you'll be getting a comic book. Um, you'll be getting a 40 page book out of this, um, that we've, that we poured a lot of, a lot of love into and, and I think it looks good, but my opinion may be biased. 
Um, we've also got art prints, stickers, original art. Unfortunately, all the slots for getting yourself into the comic have filled. But yeah, I mean, we've got options from, you know, if you just want a digital copy of the comic, you know, from down to like five bucks to uh, if you want to spend $200, you get a page of John's original art and a whole bunch of stuff in between. So uh, the link will be in the show notes. It's in our Twitter bio. It's uh, probably on the Instagram bio, on All the Facebook page. over our social it's, media. It's literally everywhere. Yeah. People are probably sick of it. If you see a place where the link to our Kickstarter is not, just just put it there for us. Yeah. That's the other big thing. If, if you don't want to or can't, um, for whatever reason, uh, I, I won't take it personally, but if you want to help us out, just share that shit on your, uh, on your social media. And, um, you know, people don't need to know whether or not you've backed it. Just say this, this looks cool. You should back it. Whoever is looking at this yep. and maybe they will. That's space oddities. Number one on Kickstarter. Yeah. Bye.